Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today I'd like to read from the book of Job, chapters 18 and 19. In chapter 18, Bildad, one of the three friends of Job who have come to console him uh, in his sickness and in his calamity, but actually the three friends don't know what to say, so they end up blaming Job for his poor condition. Bildad speaks in chapter 18, and then chapter 19, Job replies. So let us begin. Then Bildad the Shuite answered, How long will you hunt for words? Consider, and then we shall speak. Why are we counted as cattle? Why are we stupid in your sight? You who tear yourself in your anger. Shall the earth be forsaken, forsaken because of you, or the rock be removed out of its place? Surely the light of the wicked is put out, and the flame of their fire does not shine. The light is dark in their tent, and the lamp above them is put out. Their strong steps are shortened, and their own schemes throw them down. For they are thrust into a net by their own feet, and they walk into a pitfall. A trap seizes them by the heel, a snare lays hold of them, a rope is hid for them in the ground, a trap for them in the path. Terror frightens them on every side and chase them at their heels. Their strength is consumed by hunger and calamity is ready for their stumbling. By disease their skin is consumed, the firstborn of death consumes their limbs. They are torn from the tent in which they trusted and are brought to the king of terrors. In their tents, nothing remains. Sulfur is scattered upon their habitations. Their roots dry up beneath and their branches wither above. Their memory perishes from the earth and they have no name in the street. They are thrust from light into darkness and drive out the world. They have no offspring or descendant among their people and no survivor where they used to live. They are of the West, are appalled at their fate. They of the West are appalled at their fate and horror seizes those of the East. Surely such are the dwellings of the ungodly. Such is the place of those who do not know God. So let me take a sidebar right here. Think about what Bildad has just said. Uh, Job has lost his sons and his daughter, daughters. He's lost his, I mean, they are dead. Uh, his cattle are dead. The property, the buildings that he had have been torn up by storms. And uh, Bildad, who's supposed to be his friend, and you would think that a friend would come and say, nice things, but he is talking about um, Job without talk, talking about Job. He's talking about Job without calling him out by name. Listen to what he says in uh, starting in verse 12. Their strength is consumed by hunger and calamity is ready for their stumbling. He's talking about Job. He says in verse 13, by disease their skin is consumed. The firstborn of death consumes their limbs. Well, Job's skin is diseased. He's, uh, Bildad is talking about Job. 
in verse 14, they are torn from the tent in which they trusted and are brought to the king of terrors. In their tents, nothing remains. Sulfur is scattered upon their habitations. He's talking about Job. Job has lost everything. And I, I come back to the point I made earlier in the book of Job, which is one of the problems with Bildad and the other two friends is that they're like some modern friends that some of us have. Sometimes our friends don't just don't know when to keep silent. Uh, Bildad doesn't know what to say. And so because he doesn't know what to say, he blames Job for his affliction. And, and look at verse 21, the last in the 18th chapter. He says, Surely such are the dwellings of the ungodly, such is the place of those who do not know God. What Bildad is inferring, by no small way, is he's inferring that Job must not know God. He's inferring that Job must be ungodly. And uh, because horror and calamity has come upon his life. And I cannot think of a more cruel way for a friend to approach you when things are bad. Sometimes we just don't know what to say and would do better if we could keep our mouth shut. Let's move now to Job chapter 19. This is the response of Job to Bildad. Then Job answered, how long will you torment me and break me in pieces with these words? These ten times you have cast reproach upon me. Are you not ashamed to wrong me? And even if it is true that I have erred, my error remains with me. If indeed you magnify yourselves against me and make my humiliation an argument against me, know then that God has put me in the wrong and closed his tent, his net around me. Even when I cry out violence, I am not answered. I call aloud, but there is no justice. He has walled up my way so that I cannot pass. And he has set darkness upon my paths. He has stripped my glory from me and taken the crown from my head. He breaks me down on every side and I am gone. He has uprooted my hope like a tree. He has kindled his wrath against me and counts me as his adversaries. His troops come, they come on together. They have thrown up siege works against me and encamp around my tent. He has put my family far from me and my acquaintances are wholly estranged from me. My relatives and my close friends have failed me. The guests in my house have forgotten me. My serving girls count me as a stranger. I have become an alien in their eyes. I call to my servant, but he gives me no answer. I must plead, I must myself plead with him. My breath is repulsive to my wife. I am loathsome to my own family. Even young children despise me. When I arise, they will talk against me. All my intimate friends abhor me and those whom I loved have turned against me. My bones cling to my skin and to my flesh, and I have escaped by the skin of my teeth. Have pity on me, have pity on me, O you my friends, for the hand of God has touched me. Why do you, like God, pursue me? 
never satisfied with my flesh. Oh, that my words were written down. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and with lead, they were engraved on a rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, then in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see on my side. And my eyes shall behold and not another. My heart faints within me. If you say, how shall we persecute him? And the root of the matter is found in him. Be afraid of the sword, for wrath brings the punishment of the sword. Thus we end the 19th chapter of the book of Job. We've read together first the 18th chapter, then the 19th chapter. We started with a criticism of Job by his friend Bildet, and then the response of Job. I'd like to ask you some questions about what I've just read. Number one, what are your initial thoughts about the attack that Bildad makes on Job? Two, what are the underlying assumptions Bildad makes regarding the connection between the suffering of Job and the nature of God? Three, what does the response of Job to Bildad inform you about Job's feelings about God, but also his feelings about the attack of Bildad and the other two friends? And finally, perhaps you have some questions of your own uh, about what I've just read. I'd like to conclude now with a prayer. God, my Redeemer, when the worst that can happen comes across my way, grant me strength to maintain my faith in Thee. When the bottom falls out of life and there are few options, show me the way forward and a way out. Grow my faith, increase my love, Increase my hope. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, Pastor and Senior Minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ. I want to thank you so much. It means really a tremendous deal to me just to know that you have taken time out of your day to open up and listen to my reading of Job chapters 18 and 19. I hope it's been a blessing to you. It's certainly been a blessing to me. Tomorrow, I will begin on Job chapter 20. Until then, God bless, God keep you, and I want you to know I am praying for you.